Welcome to A to Z and back with Adrian and Zoe. We're just here talking about life and the topics you want to hear about. Thanks for joining us. Hello, how are you? Listen to this. Oh, thank you. Hello in Russian because we've got a Russian listener. What, just one? Yeah, probably only one, but you know, it's you got you got to start somewhere. You were quite so. Zoe sent me the stats showing how many listeners we've got and where they are, and um, I think you were you were quite pleased, weren't you, about the number excited. of international listeners that we had? Well, you know, it was something we talked about at the beginning, and now you know mm. we're in Russia, we're in Germany, Singapore, India. Wow, I think, I think we've done well. So, so do you think we should learn all those languages? Obviously, and be fluent. So do you think that we should uh, be trying to? grow that now do you think that should be our strategy what more countries yeah yeah why not where is the where where should we aim for being the most random country we can possibly i think russia is quite random how about finland it's one of the biggest so i don't think it's that random do you Oh, I don't know. Not very how, how about like Pap- Papua New Guinea? Papua New Guinea. Oh, that would be quite nice. Does that mean that we get to do a tour and we can go? That was very Yeah, we could do that, couldn't we? <laughs> how, so how how has your week been? It's been very good. It's been quite quiet. I haven't spoken to you very much. So it's been quite nice. No, no, apart from only in the last five minutes at work. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this week we have a guest. Which is, which is truly exciting and we are genuinely thrilled to have Amanda Lanyon with us today. So uh, hello Amanda. Oh, sorry, Amanda. I wasn't allowed to do the doorbell to say you were coming in. Uh, yeah. How are you? <laughs> mm, I did like the idea of the doorbell but I am I am good. I'm good. How are you both? We are mighty fine. And may I firstly apologise for the pre-work that we did, which was raucous and very <laughs> unprofessional. And it did give you an insight into what this is really like before we record. And then when they were pressing the madness. button, it kind of all just happens. So um, I have known you. I don't know how many years I've known you, but um, we've worked together. And uh, I know that we've also talked about uh, mental health before. So before we kind of get started, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself to uh, get us into the show? Sure. So I'm Manda. Um, As Adrian has explained, we've worked together, which is how we know each other. And I'm a bit of a mental health advocate, I suppose. Um, So with my current employer um, I'm very heavily involved in diversity and inclusion um, because I think obviously the world's a bit different at the moment um, but mental health is actually always important to talk about Um, personally I was diagnosed with what at the time was called manic depression when I was about 15 Um, normally it's called bipolar now they're kind of one and the same Um, so it's something that I've experienced and lived with for well longer than I haven't now because you know I'm getting on a little bit um I'm nowhere near as old as Adrian thank you <laughs> so um yeah it's just something that I feel passionate about and not even I think when people say mental health they think about poor mental health but mental health doesn't have to be poor um people can have good mental health so I think it's good to talk about it as a all-rounder uh, invited me on to talk to you both I was really excited oh well we're delighted to have you here and uh, you've already taught me something because I must admit I didn't know that bit about um, bipolar and 
manic depression being kind of similar and I think um you know part of these podcasts that we do is about educating so uh, you've already done that in the first two minutes which is much better than Zoe and I usually manage in 30. Thank you. Very well more Zoe than me um but I and I also love your point about um, probably oh sorry I was just going to say it probably is important for me to say at this point that I am not an expert I am not a doctor I'm not a psychiatrist um I'm just somebody who's been through some stuff and hopefully can share my experiences and what works for me um but that doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody yeah and I think um that's the whole point of this is about stimulating conversation and getting people to think and very true about the fact that there's you know positive mental health is what we should all be striving for and it's what strategies or things that we can do um to help especially as the world is um topsy-turvy topsy-turvy at the moment now it is a challenge for us because having three people on a call we have not done before so bear with us listeners there may be times when we're all so excited that we want to talk together so what's your <laughs> so so what what are your kind of initial thoughts on kind of getting the mental health conversation going um, I think it's really I think it's important to talk, to have these open conversations and I definitely think society is a lot better at having those conversations than we ever used to be mm. and I think with lockdown has also encouraged more conversations to mm. have that like Amanda said it's good to, to focus sometimes and remember that there is positive mental health and that actually if you're in poor mental health you can be aiming towards more positive places to mm. be in and I think um I think consider myself to try to always be a half full person rather than well I'm probably a bit more than half full but I always aim to be rather than being Mm. half empty but everybody goes through phases where things are a little bit more challenging and it isn't so easy to look on that bright side and I think it's important to sort of have that conversation Mm. but likewise to not have that someone say oh we're going to talk about mental health and everybody go oh it doesn't have to be that type of conversation it can be an engaging and like Manda's just said it doesn't matter if we're not experts because we've all got our own mental health and our own mental health journeys and as you just said Manda's taught you something just in that two minutes conversation mm. so we're all learning all the time aren't we but I think yeah. I think Amanda I don't know do you because I think some people think oh my mental health is fine and there's not an issue but I, I think that we all have challenges of some sort or another with our mental health because, you know, life throws things at us and the way that we deal with them is all completely different, isn't it? So have you kind of got any thoughts about, you know, is is it just some people or is it kind of something that affects all of us? Or um, It's obviously a really interesting thought because I can only speak of how I feel. Um, and I know that I struggle with my mental health from time to time. Um, so it is a really interesting one because I wonder if those who think that they never struggle, do they actually never struggle or do they just deal with it really well? Or um, is their is their struggle just different? Um, mm. yeah. So yeah, I mean, well, like I said, I can't answer myself. I know that I've got friends who who I would always assume have really good mental health and I would never see them, you know, kind of be down or be Mm. mopey Um, but lockdown has hit them hard and I've had a couple of people sort of say to me god I'm so sick of like staring at the same walls all day all night yeah Um, which which is what working from home is obviously creating for a lot of people Mm. Um, and those are the kind of people who've openly said you know I've never had issues with my mental health until now I'm really starting to see that struggle so Mm. I, I think even though 
there probably are people who have never dealt with it. I don't think it means they never will. No, I agree. I, I some great points, and I think uh, so. I on the face of it, I think people would think that I'm one of life's kind of positive, <laughs> always laughing, always upbeat, and actually. The, the, the opposite to that is so I, I sometimes can feel the loads even more so because when they are down times, people kind of just expect you to be this positive, upbeat. And that's that's the image that I portray. And I know that my <laughs> fault has always been not necessarily sharing at the times when I'm not great because... Mm. I don't know. It's, it's that because it's you've got that front that you think you've got to maintain. And I think a lot of people have got that. I think it, hmm. it's, a, it's a trap, really. It's a what, sorry? I think... A trap. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, th- I think a lot of people would probably say the same about me. Like, I would generally put myself... Put forward the version of me that is funny, friendly, always in... Maybe not always in a good mood, but, you know, always life of the... No, maybe not always life of the pie either. <laughs> but I think a lot of people... When I, when I first kind of told my story of uh, having bipolar in... A work environment I got a lot of emails from people saying I never would have expected that from you mm. um which I don't I don't have a problem with like it, it I don't I don't think having mental health issues is all about sitting in a dark room and crying all day no. it's that's not necessarily what it's about I know for me um like I'm an introvert and again people probably wouldn't assume that but introvert doesn't necessarily mean you're quiet all the time it just means you have to give yourself time to like recharge your batteries a bit more than an extrovert Mm. um so so again I think there's so many common misconceptions around mental health and what somebody who's suffering with poor mental health looks like or behaves like and actually none of that necessarily is true it's different for different people oh I'm so glad we got you on you're making some (laughs) tremendous points because I think that bit about are you an and labeling people as introverts and extroverts mm. i'm now doing my fingers in the air in a really annoying way but that's a funny rabbit ears um people assume that introverts are people that are quiet who sit in a corner and they don't want to talk to people um actually introverts can be very gregarious and you know fun loving but actually it's where you draw your energy from and the same with extroverts they tend you know i'm i am an extrovert i know you might find that really surprising to know but there are times when i do need to sit in the corner of the room and just like just give me quiet and and uh, so i think we shouldn't label people in certain categories either should we because i think that's a dangerous trap to fall into yeah definitely not and you can absolutely move through those types of um relationships with yourself i suppose like Hmm. you might want to be an introvert one day an extrovert the next day there's nothing to say that you you have to be in that bucket forever like you know live your life and at different times in your life you know different challenges and stuff that comes along will mean that and with different people as well i think yeah Yeah. i think you just made a really good point there about the fact it's actually about getting to know yourself and your own mental health It's, it's it's a good starting point to be able to then take on how you deal with other people if you know get to know your own self Mm. then that's a good starting point isn't it for sure yeah so I think that that's probably the hardest thing that I have done but probably the thing that it's taken me ages but I think it's something that it feels like a real achievement to me in that I feel like I do really know myself like I know when I need help I know when I'm about to go into a low I know when I'm about to go into a high there's still loads of things that I don't know like I don't know how long something's going to last so yeah to give a little bit of context of bipolar like some people 
liken it to sort of having massive mood swings and that and that's kind of accurate but it's so much more than that when you when you go into basically bipolar is going from high to low or manic depression is yeah. having manic pain moments and then depressed moments but they're not moments by any stretch of the imagination they can last days weeks months um and both manic and depressions depressions can be equally as hard um the depression bit is really hard and I find when I get into that it zaps my energy and I feel that's the bit I find hardest like even little things mm. like the thought of preparing a meal feels like the amount of effort of running a marathon it's it's mad how much it impacts you but then when you're on the manics it can be just as bad because you feel like you've got this weird like electricity going through you and you and you're jittery and you've got loads of energy but not necessarily enough energy to actually do anything with it. it it's 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 a really mm, strange feeling. Mm. Yeah, it's really really odd. Um, so how did you how, how did you kind of cope with that then? Because you said you were fifteen when you kind of realised or that that or or you were diagnosed or you know how mm. how did you then cope with moving your life forward with that? So I've always been. <laughs> this is going to surprise no one. Very stubborn. Um, and yeah. I, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and I was very determined, even as a 15 year old, kind of not to let this win, if that makes sense. That's always kind of been my attitude yeah. with mental health. And I, I also know that for a lot of people, that wouldn't be very easy. And I'm not saying it was easy for me. And my, my bipolar is like, it's relatively mild. Um, uh, yeah so I'm really stubborn so I was never going to let it win um, and then like I said it's just about getting to know yourself and working out what can help you um, so when I was about 15 I had some counselling um, which was really good and I learned about um, CBT which is cognitive behavioural therapy um, yeah. and anytime anybody kind of comes to me and says I'm struggling and I think I need some help CBT is always the first place that I would kind of say look into this try this speak to your doctor about this um because it's amazing and they can just teach you coping mechanisms um again a, a lot of mental health isn't necessarily about finding a cure it's just about finding a way to 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 kind of go forward mm -hmm. um so cognitive behavioral therapy really helped me they taught me quite a few coping mechanisms which i still use today um one of the ones that was really good i guess it's a kind of hypnotherapy in a way um but you just lie back in your bed. You could do it now. Close your eyes. Think about um, a think about a place, and then you build it up right from the bottom. So you start off by thinking, okay, like what kind of temperature is it? Is there a breeze? Are you inside? Are you outside? Okay, what can you feel? Are you lying on the ground? Is there grass? And you just do that and build this world around you. And it for me, it really helps to kind of center me and make me think, okay, if I'm having a panic attack or something, like a I version of um, mindfulness. Yeah, exactly. And I absolutely, and I use that. I've used that whenever I'm, whenever I feel like I need it. I've been using that for the last 18 years. So that's been really good. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a good one. When I was a bit older and I moved in on my own, um, when I was 28 was the first time I'd ever lived on my own. And I was a bit, I was a bit freaking out about that. I was thinking, oh God, like, am I just going to lose my mind spending loads of time on my own, not, not having very much socialness? So I set some rules for myself, um, which is how, I, yeah. which has really helped me to cope. Um, one of my rules was if somebody invites me to go somewhere, then I have to go. And I'm probably going to regret saying that oh, on here. Hopefully that's nobody. a good rule. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
so unless there's an actual reason why I can't like I'm doing something else or um I'm not I'm physically not well then I have to go and I did tell a couple of my friends that so if there was an occasion where I was like well I'm not really feeling up for it they were like what about your rule you've got to come so Mm, I always do but then I put controls in place so if I'm gonna go then I always drive so I don't really drink so I'll drive and then I feel in control if I go and I'm really not happy then I can leave and then I'm in control of that situation then Um, and that's another thing that's massively helped me as a you know, as a grown up. That's good, isn't it? And I I mean, this is fascinating to listen to you. And I I hope that um, anybody that's listening that's got, I think, particularly younger people in their lives, children or, you know, can listen to you and be be inspired about that there are things that you can do from an early age. And um, there is help that you can get. But it's creating that environment for people around you if they're struggling, isn't it? To say, it's okay, but we should talk about this and you know explore what things are there for you in terms of self-help and a lot of it is about coping isn't it it's not about changing Mm -hmm. because you are who you are it's about finding a coping mechanism or a a support mechanism or something that works for you that helps you and get into a better space whatever place you might be in at the time yeah and I'd say um it, I, I'm I don't know if I'm unusual <laughs> I mean I know I am you, unusual you're unique know. Amanda <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know if I'm in, unusual in this sense but unique's much nicer word much nicer <laughs> thank word you, thank you. <laughs> but when I am actually having a hard time I don't want to talk about it and I know that I probably shouldn't be saying that because it feels like such a hypocritical thing to say but if you've got somebody in your life who obviously is struggling and they obviously don't want to talk about it then there might be something else that you can do um you might you know try and make them no don't try and make them do anything they don't want to Suggest. do but yes it spend time with them even even if it's just going to the house and watching a film and just like monging out on the couch with a bag of popcorn that might have been what they were doing anyway but now they're doing it with you and that's a different experience and that's a, a nicer experience mm. I've had I've had times where people have said oh you know I, I, I'm not up for it today I don't want to I don't want to come out or whatever we were planning and I'll just turn up at the house with like brownies and be like that's fine if you're not feeling well if you don't want to come out that's absolutely fine but here's some brownies like you know you're not on your own you don't have to be sad even if you don't want to talk about it right now you don't you're not on your own and I think that's that's what I'm trying to say is make sure people know they're not on their own even if they don't want to talk to you right now that's a great piece of advice I think um I've got somebody who's really close to me and I think I I'm a fixer therefore I have to get to the bottom of everything and I want to help and I want to but actually I can see how that has the a detrimental effect in the moment if somebody's not feeling good because all you're doing is highlighting the fact that they're not feeling great and Mm. actually just to normalize or you know get get my favorite is to get a blanket out I think get get wrapping yourself in a blanket and eating yeah chocolate and weighted weighted blankets are really good as well they are apparently yeah I have a weighted blanket I do I do love I love it it is really nice is it but I think I think you've nailed it there by saying you're a fixer when you're when you're really suffering with poor mental health it can be so confusing because you don't understand why you feel like it and for a lot of people it's not necessarily caused by anything other than a chemical imbalance in their brain it's not like they've been through some trauma that you can talk out or they've you know something awful's just happened that's the same thing what am I talking about (laughs) but um you know what you mean thanks it's not necessarily they don't necessarily want you to fix anything and Mm. there isn't necessarily even anything to fix so 
I think that's really key. Try and get that out of your headspace. If somebody's asking you for help or you see that somebody needs help, they don't necessarily want you to fix something. That's no. not necessarily the help they're after. No, I, I, I kind of get that. And is there any other tips that you would give to people that maybe they're thinking, I don't know, you know, I've got somebody that's close to me that's struggling and I don't really know what to do. Is there any kind of other bits things to avoid or things that are not helpful and I know this is from your perspective and we know that Mm -hmm. you know mental health is like such a massive spectrum of different things but from your perspective and what you've experienced are there any things that you would you know help the people that are listening to say you know maybe try and avoid these things sometimes um so I would say if you're trying to help someone try and really listen sometimes the other person can get a bit uncomfortable and they're not really listening they're just thinking about what they want to say next or or what they think they can say without being offensive um so try and get out of that habit try and actually really listen um if you're somebody who is suffering um try and find a hobby that is a good distraction because again sometimes you can't fix it but if you can just stop thinking about it for a bit that makes a massive difference so for me i um tried a few different hobbies like I love watching films and tv but I don't find that distracting enough I find that I've watched a whole film and thought oh I didn't actually watch any of that it was on but I wasn't paying attention and so I started doing jigsaw puzzles because I had to focus enough but it wasn't too taxing like if I was you know feeling exhausted um and jigsaw puzzles have such a positive impact on me but for some people it might be coloring it might be paint by numbers or if you're actually artistic it might be drawing or whatever um, yeah. But finding hobbies like that can have a really big, uh, big impact on you. Mm. And don't, you know, don't be and so harsh clubs on yourself. And things that you can join, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And doing something where you get out and about, I think, is really healthy. But I know, again, for some people that won't be possible. And if that isn't possible, no, don't be so harsh on yourself. If you, if you, if you can't set rules like me, try and set simpler rules. Try and set a simpler rule where I'm going to at least, I don't know, have a shower every day. Like for some people that will feel like a massive achievement. Mm. So don't be too harsh on yourself if you don't do it. But when you do do it, celebrate it. Like I've had a good day say I got up, I've had a shower. That's a big deal. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I think it is. It's good advice because I think for those of us that, you know, have not experienced it to that level, um, you know, and and you know, we could be really unhelpful by trying to be helpful sometimes, can't we? By the things that we say, mm-hmm. because we're not truly thinking about actually you are, it's tough for you. And just doing those things that you've just described are a big deal where yeah, for us, that yeah. seems quite alien. Um, but it's ho- helping to under that. Th- this is what's great about this conversation is it, you know, I'm thinking there's loads of stuff in here that I just don't do, or I do, I don't do for the right reasons, or I do it the wrong way. And I don't intend to, but I'm, do you know what I mean? It's... I think a lot of that, though, is, Aid, is the is the intent behind it. So your intentions yeah. are right. Yeah, and so you're them. not necessarily saying what the person wants or needs to hear. They hopefully will know that the intention behind it is good. Yes. Yeah, I think intent is really important. Um, and the the person who's suffering, again, it's easy for me to say because I am ridiculously open-minded with stuff like that like it's really hard to offend me because I always consider the intent and that's a real part of my mental illness is I obsess about things and I think about every single scenario that could happen um but yeah I would try try and be present enough to consider somebody's intent definitely if somebody comes around and they're trying to drag you out the door they're not doing it because they 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 don't understand how painful that might be for you but they are trying to help so 
yeah make you know try your best to understand that if wow wow wow, wow wow great stuff. thanks manda oh thank Pleasure. you so much it's been um really interesting to listen to and you've been so open and honest and um i hope everybody who's listening has found that really useful i guess um Zoe, you're a master of I'm, I'm springing this on you but i'm sure there's lots of uh i can't wait for this lots of self-help places <laughs> I'm glad and... you can't <laughs> yes yeah so lots, yeah, of self... lots of places. yeah lots of so like mind i know is one that springs to mind yeah. for me that has an you know and i've looked at that from both an adult and a um you know younger person's perspective there is loads of online help and support that's there's available. lots of apps as well that you can go on to so there's apps that you can do yeah. um, on twitter there's um a twitter page that you can go on to and you can follow and like amanda was just saying it gives you daily tasks so it will say um do the washing up today put your clothes away today and it's literally just once a day it just sends out a tweet and just gives you a mm. so if you are in a black place actually it's just that little nudge of, okay, I can't think what, I need to do something. I don't know what I want to do. I can't do anything. I don't, okay, well, this is giving you ideas. And sometimes it's go and have a cup of tea and a biscuit. You know, it's, that's quite, that's quite nice to sort of go on that. Yeah. And then obviously you've got the NHS that you can sort of refer to as well. But there, there are lots of apps depending on what you. There's another one that I've come across what works for you. quite recently called Teacup, which is more about, um, it's T-Cup. Uh, it's more about journaling um, and your kind of, uh, if this is the sort of thing that might help you, um, you know, jotting down what you've eaten or what your um, hydration intake's been like. I'm a big believer in good hydration makes such a massive difference to the mind. The more that you can drink water every day, it does make such yeah. a difference. Yeah. But it's what you're doing is journaling. So that, rubbish at that as well. Ju- journaling that, but also then understanding what a good day looks like so a good day has been when I've actually eaten quite well and I've hydrated well and I've had some fresh air like Amanda was saying doing some tasks so there's those kind of things that you know you understanding yourself and knowing what you know Mm -hmm. works well and what makes you feel good or doesn't feel good is probably an important part of any good positive mental health isn't it I I think I, I I do so I've currently doing a course on C- on how to deliver cbt with mindfulness so it was really interesting mm. amanda saying that and then um but the other course was journaling and i definitely say to people i know that people who are listening to this that are friends with me will be like oh gosh don't here she goes <laughs> here she goes but people quite often will write things down when it's negative so they'll go oh you know um oh i just keep eating all these bad things and i'm just gonna i'm gonna make a note of it so i know how many times i've done the bad i've eaten bad rubbish food and I go right okay so when you've had a really good day what do you do with that do you do you, or if you've had if you've had a really good day with your friends and they haven't irritated you have you made a note of that because otherwise you are only looking for the negative of things so mm. if you've if you if so you were valid. having a day where it's so bad you know you just you need to acknowledge the positive I think people are very quick to acknowledge the negative I am a massive yeah. Ma- yeah. I love that and I think yeah. um one of the things when I talk to people when I'm coaching is always about I want you to make a list of the things that you're amazing at and we all have things that we are naturally good at or that we are you know we enjoy or and 
make that list and refer to that list when it's not a good day or it's exactly the same have it thing. stuck up somewhere i always say to people you know if, if you're comfortable so particularly if you're um so like maybe you're a single parent or you've got uh or you're single things like that. see and adrian's holding up one that was sent to him that you send me <laughs> that says positive mind positive vibes positive life okay Gotta think positive. It's there. Gotta try. It's sometimes time. it's too hard, well, but sometimes. Also think- but I, I, I think having it stuck to your bedroom door, so each time you open your, so nobody else, nobody coming to visit needs to see it. But when you open, when you get up in the morning, the first thing you see are your positive affirmations about yourself. And don't get me wrong, like it is the hardest thing to write all the positive things. It negative, wee, let me go. I can write pages mm. and pages, but positive, I find really, I find really hard to sort of focus on. And I know other people do. I, yeah, I, I think you can buy I've got a, um, some of Fern Cotton's cards that you can change the cards and turn them over and I use them a lot and they're on the my desk as well um, downstairs and every day I kind of change it and just have that kind of positive um, so again there are things and and this is about you choosing something that's going to suit you ultimately so oh Amanda thank you very much that's a, a Thanks, Amanda. great conversation yeah I hope that it um I hope it wasn't too waffly. I yeah, hope we... that it means Random hope that it helps some. It people. wasn't waffly at all, it was brilliant. I was I was, I was actually thinking, gosh, she's so professional. Comparison <laughs> <laughs> to the nonsense that she heard from us earlier on in the podcast. <laughs> we exhausted her before we started. <laughs> we did. So you did touch yeah, on I had to have a little nap. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of just talk we're gonna change tack a little bit and um just a little bit. Yeah, I'm not does it fit? I don't mind really, do you? No. Do you want me to segue? I can segue no. into it really well if you like. Do you want a segue? Go go for it, go for it. I can I can segue by talking about another one of my many coping mechanisms, which is my incredibly unhealthy relationship with food. Because <laughs> I love food. Ah, so, how's that, how's that well, segue? I think that segue is brilliant. That's brilliant, brilliant segue. And I we we too. said that we would quite like to talk about snacks, didn't we? As a bit of a just a little light conversation. So, Amanda, have you? Because you're a movie buff, aren't you? Like big time. Mm-hmm. You have like I love movies. You do love movies. You get to see all the like first screenings of stuff and. Well, when the cinema was open well, before this global pandemic came about. This what? Sorry. Ruined it pandemic? Have you heard about um, it? No, not heard anything about that in the last 10 months. <laughs> um, so are you a snacker whilst in, uh, watching movies or? Yes. Mm. I'm a snacker all day long, really. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd way rather just eat snacks all day than eat any meals. Like I love snacking. Um, so when I go to the cinema, my favourite snack of choice is ice cream based is it so like Ooh. an ice cream sundae or something like that oh delicious mm. um, i like sticky popcorn yeah i like popcorn as well but it gets stuck in my teeth that annoys me but i do oh, like popcorn true. um if i have popcorn i like to again unhealthy relationship with food i like to um you know those chocolate pouches that you yeah. can get yes. that are like 12 bites or whisper or whatever yeah, yeah. One of them in revels or oh, revels delicious Dump one of them in the popcorn. We we do like, yeah, we appreciate the revels. Mm. (laughs) I think you might have mentioned revels last week and I got a bit excited. (laughs) I think think we did mention revels. Um, They are a bit of a thing, although there are disappointments on certain ones that you bite into them. No, I love the coffee ones. What about... I like the coffee 
dark. Yeah, flat ones are disappointing. Flat what, ones are boring. What about if you could do something so that you could make your own pre-made bag of Revels? So you could like go online and say, I want a box of Revels that's going to have mm. orange creams, minstrels, toffee, and nothing else. Or do you if, think if that-, that was... So. Oh no, I would be so up for that. I would get rid of Maltesers because I don't I don't see the point in Maltesers, <gasps> if I'm honest. I know just that's probably air. controversial. Exactly. Yes, Zoe. What but is it, the point? But it is the lighter way to enjoy chocolate, ladies, don't you? Well, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. If I wanted to it late, I'd have a salad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd get rid of the I Maltesers. Want a salad. I'm having a Malteser. <laughs> I don't I don't think chocolate covered lettuce would take on, you know. I just don't no, think no. that's pretentious. <laughs> Don't knock it till you've tried it. So, have you ice cream favorite ice cream flavor? I don't like I don't like chocolate ice cream. Oh, um, but I like ice cream with chocolate in it. So, like a vanilla ice cream or like a salted caramel ice cream with brownie bits or something in would be. I I like fancy ice cream. I love. I love an ice cream that's got cakey bits in. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what I've discovered recently, which changed my world a little bit, is. Remember Vianetta, that little retro oh, blast from the absolutely. past? Absolutely. I've just I've, a, Andrew bought me a Vianetta the other day. Is it the biscuit one? Because there's oh, a no. limited edition biscuit one, which is, I think, based around, you know, um, Biscoff, the <gasps> caramelised biscuit. Oh, oh my what? God. It's, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I think I've only found it in Asda. I think it might be only oh. available in Asda, but so, other yeah. supermarkets are available. <laughs> she got it in! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Oh, she's such a listener. She's such a listener. Um, let's rewind. This is a Vianetta, which was always a Sunday, not Sunday, mm. Sunday, but a Sunday after, Sunday lunchtime favourite with Biscoff biscuit in it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And the, the ice cream is like caramelly kind of flavour. Oh, and then it's got biscuit bottom. It's got it's got like the waves of the Vianetta. Like, have you ever watched a video of a Vianetta being made? It's mental. I love it. No, Sorry, I'm I'm just I'm just putting my my uh, Sainsbury shopping list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your yeah. favourite savoury snack? Um, I love cheese. I love crisps. Oh, yes. oh I love. Crisps. Oh, okay, good. What's your favourite flavour crisp then? Oh, so difficult. Um, I like. I don't. I don't tend to like a meaty one apart from smoky bacon. I wouldn't yeah. like like a barbecue. Not into uh, that. Smoke bacon um, nice, but just repeats, doesn't it? Comes back to visit you for the whole day. Yeah, mm. very true. Very true. What about what about you guys? Go on, Zoe. What about uh, you? Well, it depends on what type of crisp it is, but I do think mm. my favourite really is a salt and vinegar, and the stronger the better. Like so a disco. Make, yeah, they're a bit. They don't have enough flavour. They really. Uh, they do in the bottom of the bag. Oh yeah, <laughs> I need it for the rest of the crisp, not just the. T- bottom one uh, uh pringles normally quite good but i like them so that when you eat them your mouth goes <coughs> have you had the chardonnay vinegar ones from the co-op no oh, stop it now <laughs> chardonnay <laughs> vinegar yeah i, I think vinegar. that's what they're called they're like it's just you know the fancy salt and vinegar they're just the co-op share bag own brand um but the salt and vinegar ones of those they like turn your mouth inside out so just a thought of it all my mouth knives going mm. yeah me too whatever happened to like boring old sarsen's malt vinegar and we moved on to <laughs> chardonnay vinegar crisps it's like the most pretentious thing you're, i've ever heard oh, adrian you're so behind with the times <laughs> now if i i i do like i do like a tortilla chip if i'm honest Ooh. so i like a lightly salted with a dip 
but I do like a chili heat wave Dorito. Dorito, yeah, I'm with you on the Dorito fun. I do like a Dorito. No, I like a, I like a blue Dorito if I'm going to have a Dorito, a, a cool, cool ranch one. or cool original, whatever they're called. Mm. Or I do like a, a those prawn cocktail shell things, skips, or skips. the Marks and Spencers <laughs> equivalent. Back back to the snack that's not actually just is air. <laughs> Oh, but they're lush, that's why man. you're that's why you look like you do and i look like i do <laughs> um and that's it he's eating just air yeah and and in terms of least favorite are there any things in the snack i mean that would just you would just not have like Durkins. olives olives i absolutely hate gherkins i love olives i hate i also don't like um i don't i don't know if we're t- t- steering away from snack territory i don't really like um you know like cold meats like a charcuterie board i wouldn't really be up for that i'd eat the oh, cheese get in my that. face mm, not my cup of tea oh i love all that yeah all over that all olives, give me a bit of like cold meat yeah lovely nah, nah <laughs> not not i'm not and then that, if i'm, I'm and then if we're if we're like moving into buffet because i feel like we're moving into buffet now is like you know, like a sausage roll or a, oh. um, I love yeah. that. What's your top tip for a sausage roll? And then that could be a tedious one then. Ta-da! I like a link. Uh, <laughs> what's my tip for a sausage? Well, I think homemade sausage rolls are the best with sausage meat from the butchers. Sorry, but they are. My mum used to make them and they were like this big around. They were in. Oh, delicious. Um, and when they were warm, they just like oozed. They were just lush. I don't like a cold sausage roll, like a hot one. Oh yeah, I prefer it warm. And I'm not, I'm not. Greg's keen do on... nice sausage rolls. No. Yeah, I like a Greg sausage roll. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Where, where the meat is the same colour of the shirt that I'm wearing today. I'm not, I'm not really <laughs> up for that. He's obviously got a brown shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all those, those no, it's like, it's like a luminous pink colour, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I find that dubious because I don't think any meat is actually that colour. Oh dear. But there we go. And um, before we before we steer away from snacks, can I give a little plug to a local business who does amazing snacks Go for that it. everyone should get involved with? So my friends will laugh when they hear this because I'm obsessed with Mila's <laughs> Bakery in Plimpton in Plymouth. Um, follow them on Insta. It's actually really hard to get their product, which is delicious brownies. You will all hate me for telling you to follow them on Insta because you will just spend all of your life drooling over these brownies and not being able to get hold of them unless you actually go there and queue for ages. But honestly, they are Do they do mail order? Can we order them online? So you can order them online, but it's so they sell out immediately. It's so hard to get them ordered. I've ordered a box and they're due to be delivered. I was hoping today and they have not arrived. So hopefully tomorrow. And how, is, um, how are we so spelling the name of this business? Mila, M-I-L-A-S. They yes. have like a pink picture on their Insta. I think they might be called Mila, but Mila's Bakery 1 maybe. Yes, that is them. Yes. That's we're it, all, Mila's Bakery 1. We're all now looking on Instagram. and Honestly, have a look at those yeah. and you'll just love oh, me forever. Filth. Filth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it must have heard it's top of the list. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I should be spending quite a lot of time looking at that later. Yeah, yeah. you'll enjoy that one. Very good. Oh, okay. So have we got time for a top tip, Zoe, do you think? Or yeah, go gone? on quick, squeeze it. Okay. Tippy chuckle. Top tips. Tippy chuckle. Top tips. So we thought this week's typically topical top tip should come from our typically 
tremendous guest. Oh my goodness, I didn't know where that we're was. Not pass- <laughs> and we're not passing the buck at all. No, we just we couldn't think of anything. So Amanda, <laughs> over to you. Okay, so here's my here's my tip. If you um, like to take your own snacks to the cinema, I know yeah. you discussed this last week. Um, my top tip is to decant them into Tupperware before you go as they're not noisy and so then you don't have to go through that pain of trying to silently open a packet of crisps during the quiet part of the film do you know how much i literally want to grab the person that's rustling a packet of crisps in the cinema why do you exactly i think that is an amazing tip and one that one that we should tell everybody as they go in maybe everybody should just take tupperware with them if they're going to buy their treats at the cinema but just take a blank tupperware and empty it in definitely definitely never buy the snacks at the cinema (laughs) we've been here before oh you can't say that that's how they make their money oh okay well i don't run a cinema so there we go Still, take on that to be fair nobody does at the moment no oh, very true cinemas. oh we've loved having you with us today thank well, you thank so you much for having me oh it's Coming been a, it's been a pleasure i feel enlightened and rewarded oh. and oh, i'm getting a bit <laughs> evangelical now so um thank you and um we wish you all the very best i, I don't know why i was talking about merry christmas then i was like I suppose it is Gates Christmas, but I thought you were about to break See, out. This is, what I lo- this is why our podcast is real, because we're just saying whatever <laughs> comes into our head and hoping that it yeah. sounds sensible. <laughs> thousand, it doesn't. Thousand and, <laughs> thousand and twenty-four listens say that it does up until today. Just saying. Just saying. So, so we will be here, I think, next week, won't we? We will. We are same planning. Time, same place. We are planning our little Christmas... Uh, um, event we're trying to work it out aren't we how yeah. we can do it yeah we don't know what that's going to look like i think we should just dress as we might be out in a field somewhere <laughs> we could do that couldn't we chestnuts roasting on open fire yeah i told you get your chimney going in the garden and i can come in <laughs> <laughs> have a good week everybody thanks for listening bye bye